Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey, everybody, welcome in. We roll till 3 o'clock today. A great show lined up for you today on a very nice day in the capital city. Uh, at uh, Coming up about 1225, Iowa State with Alex Halstead, Cyclone Alert 24-7 Sports. Uh, we will dive into the Big 12 tournament, pick Alex's brain a little bit on how football practice is going as well, and uh, really kind of get into what Iowa State hopes to accomplish in the Big 12. Uh, the Wolfman, Wolfgang at one with hanging out with my boy Trent. Uh, two o'clock, Rob Doster, NBC Sports. We'll do a lot of college basketball there. And at uh, 2.40, uh, Zach Osterman, Indianapolis Star newspaper, and he covers Indiana hoops. So we'll get the lowdown on how he thinks the Big Ten will do, and in particular the Hoosiers in the upcoming Big Ten tournament matched up against Iowa. How you doing, kid? Good. It's yeah. uh, a great week of hoops. Can't I'm ready. This. Yeah. yeah, last night. Handing out a bunch of bids, so uh, we'll get to that here coming up a little bit later on and, and talk about some of those matchups. You know, some local ties as well that you get into. Uh, South Dakota State with a win last night yeah. at the Horn. How was that? You know? T.J. Otzelberger yeah. getting it done up there. And Lavelle Jordan with a connection mm-hmm. to the previous Iowa coaching staff. He's up in Milwaukee. They were awful this year. Now they're one game away from playing in, in the NCAA tournament. They have a losing record. Yeah. A losing record. They're like, a losing they're, record. they're like four and fourteen in the conference. Right. Am I right on that? I just remembered seeing that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm close. Four and fourteen. And here they are in the championship game. I remember you said something yesterday, and I thought about that. About if you win the regular season mm-hmm. in a mid major, you should get because they got bumped. Belmont got bumped yep. right away, and they dominated their league. And Monmouth. The, Monmouth got bumped. Yeah, you're right. And and now they have no hope. No hope whatsoever. No, no you're not getting in. No. Not getting in. Valpo, now they lost. Well, they lost Alec Peters. Right, right. Yeah, he's, and, and he's a star. So you can see that kind of yes. happening. And, you know, Peters, did he feel bad for that kid? For I people do. that don't know, yeah. you know, after the coaching change at uh, at, at Valpo, he was a guy that had graduated, had a, another year. Yeah, he did. He could have moved on, and he could have played anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, Duke, anywhere. You this know, kid Duke can Carolina, play. Yeah. yeah, he can play. He's a guy that's going to be drafted more than likely yeah. you know, before the injury. We'll see what happens with that. Right. But you know, that's kind of the level. He stuck around, stayed at his school, yes, and then goes down right before the conference tournament with an injury. So disappointing to see. But yeah, uh, Milwaukee eleven and twenty three this year. That, that is, is the that record. What, oh, that's okay. What are they in conference? Does it say? Was I right? Doesn't show it. I, I thought I saw four and fourteen or something. Well, now it's six con- and fourteen. Oh, it's six. Yeah, it is because they've won two games. You're right. But eleven and uh, twenty three right now. Yeah, they're going up against Northern Kentucky, a team that is this is their first year even eligible right for the NCAA tournament. They're a transition team that moved up from D two now a D one program, and uh, they'll be playing there. Do you know their mascot, Jimmy B? Northern, Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky. Uh, the Grasshoppers. No, they're they're the Norse. Oh, they're the Norse. It's a good guess, though. Good guess. <laughs> a D minus for effort. I'll give you on that one. The Grasshoppers, get out of here. And uh, a lot of other local things. We talked about the two coaching. Uh, yeah. 
opportunities there. South Dakota State tonight gets Omaha mm-hmm. for the Summit Championship. Of course, Omaha, the team that beat, beat Iowa, Iowa this year. And beat them good. But that was, uh, you know, people continue to talk about how awful the loss it is, and it's not good. It's no, not, I mean, no, it's not. No. no, nobody's making out. To but be here they are in good. the yeah. But they're in the conference final of their tournament. Right, they're decent. Yeah. They're eighteen and thirteen. Yeah, their RPI is like one twenty one. I think I saw this morning mm-hmm. something like that. It's a bad loss. Well, yes, it is. But it's not as bad as some other teams. I mean, take a look at a team like Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt lost to Missouri. They did, and you hear Missouri and Omaha. Well, it's not even close. But it is. Well, it, yeah, Missouri is dreadful. They're. they're Two, they're plus 250 in the RPI. <laughs> yeah, and Vandy lost to him by 20. I know. I know. You look at Syracuse. They have a loss to Boston College, who is much worse yeah. than Omaha is yes, this year. in their so, RPI, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It's not good by any way. But it may be a little bit of a bump here. Be rooting. Hawkeye fans be rooting for Omaha, Omaha tonight. tonight to you win. You want to see that? Yeah. Yes. You know, some of the other uh, games that are out there and opportunities. Teams that you play the non-conference. Uh-huh. I know Delaware State, I think, is playing in the MEAC tournament. Yeah. Those are those stupid little things you root for during this week. Any little bit to help your RPI and help your strength of schedule, you're rooting for it this week. It's a, it's amazing how that all changes from, oh, my God, I can't believe we lost to Omaha, to, oh, I sure hope Omaha wins. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> hope, they, hope they get in the tourney. <laughs> We got ACC basketball going on to kick off there in the ACC tournament in uh, New York and Brooklyn is at it, Barclays. Yeah, is it Clemson and uh, NC State? NC State. Oh my gosh! NC State has been a huge disappointment. Oh, you know we talked a lot about obviously Oklahoma State, a team that we yeah. both like. NC State was another one. I took a fire on them for a cheap bet. Did you really? At a hundred to one to win the whole thing. Oh my gosh! They had that. They had Dennis Smith coming in, who has been as advertised. Yeah. They had the European guy that came over and was eligible after like nine games. I, I figured, well, yeah. here's a dark shot, right? Yeah. yeah. 100 to 1. Yeah, I'm going to take that. I'm not even going to make the NIT. No. <laughs> oh, they're making oh, the garbage league is what they're making. At the half, 39-28 uh, is the score. Clemson with the lead over NC State. But uh, we start to turn our attention now to Iowa and Iowa State. Yep. Their game's on Thursday. We'll keep you up to date in a live reaction right afterwards with Iowa State. After they'll wrap up, it'll be about one mm-hmm. thirty on Thursday. But we'll be here during it, talking about the game. We will be as it's happening, and then we'll t- we'll open up the phones, do like a whole post game for yep. everybody who wants to get in, and then a pregame five thirty is when Iowa plays. Yeah. And, and for Iowa, it is a bigger game because they need, we think, two more games to get into the tournament. Yeah, I mean, look, Iowa State's locked. They're, they're, <laughs> you don't have to worry. Cyclone it's just fans. about seeding. It's just them. about seeding. Right. Yeah, and if they were to lose to Oklahoma State, okay. Tough to beat the same team three times, right. especially with the way that Oklahoma State's playing. And I still think even with the loss. You still think they're a six? I think they're a seven. Oh, I you don't do think then? they're going to drop okay. to the 8-9 game. I think oh, they'll no, be in they're the not going to be 8-9. You wouldn't think so. Now, no. there's still a lot of things. I mean, there's teams yeah. in that, that area that can play themselves above Iowa State. Right, so, right. You know, again, as we talk about, it's not in a vacuum. It's not just about you individually. Yep. It's about the other yep. 350 That's teams it. that are playing, too. That's right. Uh, here in the coming weeks. So, you know... For Iowa, we talk about the two wins and getting Iowa into the NCAA tournament, beating Indiana, beating Wisconsin, then kind of see where the chips fall in the Mm -hmm. semifinals. If that happens, if they do that and lose in the semifinals, do they have to go to Dayton again in your mind? Or do you think that that will solidify themselves enough? If they win two? Where they're going to be a 10 seed or maybe one of the 11 seeds that won't have to go to Dayton. I think that's probably where they would have to be. If they were an 11 and they would not go on the play-in game. I could see that uh, because if they beat Indiana and then they have what whiskey next, yes, uh, yes. They, whiskey next, 
and then they would play who? Maryland? It would be Maryland, Northwestern, or Ohio State. Ohio State. I, don't, I don't see Rutgers winning three straight teams. I don't, think that's, like go- I don't think that's going to happen. But, yeah, it'll be Maryland's a three, Northwestern's a six, Ohio yeah. State's the 11 yeah. if they get hot. So that, that's kind of the path to get there. I think that if they win the two, I they're going to be solidly in. That They I, won't I, have I, to go to I Dayton. agree. I don't see them in a play-in game. I really don't. You'd hope not. Yeah. I, I then they're done that. Yeah, I don't want to see that again. It's a quick turnaround. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't want to see that. I, I, I would think that they would have done because if they win, they've won four, so that'd be a six-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. I Though think, that doesn't matter, Jim. Remember, well, that is true. You're right. It yeah, is the committee your yes. resume as it, a whole. Yes, it is. They, they took away a number of years they ago. Did. The last ten or last twelve yeah. designation that they did have for a number of years. Yeah, that is no longer a part yeah, of it. How but, you're playing coming into the tournament? Yeah. Do you think they should have done that? No. I mean, I, because teams sometimes teams even good teams struggle early. Because what's the NCAA tournament? What they're trying to get in there? Yeah, it's not the sixty-eight best teams, sixty-eight most deserving. You know, because it is about your resume as a whole. It is. I, I think maybe at times that it did get overinflated. Remember the year that Syracuse started the Big East tournament on the bubble. And, yes. then, and then they won it. with Was that McNamara going off Jerry McNamara and all those was, games? Yeah, he had yeah, a couple th- of close games. Yeah, they did. And they had the, the four-overtime four, UConn game yes, in there, too. Yes, But then they jumped all the way up to a five Yeah, game. they did after and that. It, and it felt like maybe they they relied too much yes. on what they did at the end of the season instead of all in company. So I understand it in one aspect, mm-hmm. but if you're trying to get the best teams in, it does have to be a component. Because right now, I mean, Mark Turgeon said it yesterday, I was playing the best of any team in the Big Ten right now. Yeah. And they are. Yeah. I mean, to go on the road. Oh, no, they're playing as well as Purdue. Oh, I think better. Yeah. You think Purdue would have went on the road and beat Wisconsin and Maryland back-to-back? Because I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. The way that they played over the stretch, the final two weeks, mm-hmm. I agree with Turgeon. They're playing as good as anybody, but there's still more to be had. Right. That's not enough to get them there. Do you like the matchup against Indiana? I don't. I don't think it's a good matchup for okay. Iowa. You know, they went away from Bryant throughout that game. They did. I and, was, and he was upset, too. Well, yeah. He's yelling, give me the freaking ball. As he should. He should have as, been yelling As he for absolutely yes. should. So, I, I don't love it. Uh, the quickness that they have out in the guard court, I think, can cause some problems for Iowa. We saw, go back to the beginning of the game against Indiana a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. where Fran started off a man. Yeah. Had to switch to zone because he Bohannon, yep. he just couldn't guard out there. Right. And now they played very effectively, but... You got Blackman. He can go off at any uh-huh. moment. I don't love the matchup. I, I personally, if we had to pick right here on a Tuesday. Would you probably take Indiana I, to I'm win the game? I'm going with the Hoosiers to win All the right. game. And, and it'll be NIT, and maybe, hey, maybe it'll be a four seed in the NIT and get a home yeah. game, you know, something like that. That'd kind of be the hope. But that's where I am right now. We'll delve deeper into that one, certainly, going forward. Right. But at the very least. Now, what if they win one, lose a tight one to Wisconsin? Any shot at all. I think once again we're going to have to go back and say, all right, we have to investigate mm-hmm. who else lost. Yeah. I think that's where then the committee will have to make a determination. You know, the teams like Wake Forest, if they get knocked off early. Exactly. You know, Wake Forest, they open things up. In fact, today, if they get beat by Boston College, yeah. it was bad. Yeah. Really then, bad this then afternoon. That's, they're out. The, yeah. They're you, out. You move them down. A team like Vanderbilt, what if they get knocked off yes. early in the SEC tournament? Yes. I mean, on and on we go here with these bubble teams. You know, Kansas State, they have Baylor. They, they win that one, they probably well, they're going to jump up in the Yeah, they will. They lose. Uh, you look at them right. overall, uh, not not an awful resume, but not a great one either. It's 
I mean, that that's the fun part about this week, and especially for a team like Iowa right mm-hmm. now that's right there on the bubble. It's about watching everybody. It's about watching the A-10 tournament, see what Rhode Island's up to. Right. It's just not, it's just not mm-hmm. Hawks. It's yes. just not that. You, you're going to have to look at everybody, the totality of the upcoming tournaments with bubble teams, which apparently Iowa is. Didn't, uh, is it Lenardi that has them as uh, last four out? Yes, yeah. Jerry Palm doesn't have him yet in his last four out. Well, did you hear Greg Marshall after the MVC tournament? No, I missed him. He was throwing a little shade at Jerry Palm. Oh, he did? Oh. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Oh, good. He was telling him he's one of the worst-ranked bracketologists (laughs) and went on and on and on. That's great. It was was very, very good. Well, because he wants Illinois State to get in. No, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they would like two teams you, you from mean, the uh, Valley. Marshall. Yes, Marshall oh, would like Illinois State to get in. They yeah. want two teams in. Of course. It, you know, so he's going to bat. But No, he wasn't uh, going I, to bat for Illinois State. He was just no. ripping Yeah, Jerry he Paul. was just ripping Pop because, because he could. said Wichita yeah. with the loss wasn't going to get in. Yes, exactly. And he, I, Marshall said, there's 141 bracketologists out there, only two. Thought what Jerry Palm did, and then he kept throwing shade at him. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it was I good stuff. I, I know. It. I love it when coaches rip uh, those guys. He is quite the character. But let's get into, uh, in case you missed it, a lot to get into college basketball I watched a wise. lot last night, pal. A lot of good ones. Yeah. Uh, if you're gambling like me, one bad one. <laughs> I saw your tweet. Stupid Sienna at the buzzer. <laughs> and uh, also a football little uh, okay. number that we're going to throw uh, your way. Wheels, uh, Wheels tweeted me last night uh-huh. after the uh, shot at the buzzer. Mm-hmm. Said, uh, how, how about that cover? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. In case you missed it, presented by Wolf Construction Roofing. Give BJ Bengard a call today with your spring projects upon you. Doesn't matter what you have. Pitched roof, slope roof, or a flat roof. They can do it all with Wolf Construction, both for your home and and your business, no job too big or too small. Wolf Construction Roofing. Let's start with your man uh, T.J. Otzelberg. Yeah, let's you go. You like Otz, don't you? I always liked Otz. Yeah, Otz is a guy you you knew, got to know yeah, Otz a I little did. bit. Yeah, well, he used to come on the old show too, mm-hmm. and and he was upfront and pretty honest with uh, when we fired different questions at him, and I always appreciate that in a coach. Coming down to the wire, a battle of South Dakota State against the Coyotes. And Otzelberger's boys come up big. Here's Oris with what proved to be the game winner. Oris backs it out. Of course, they want to go down. Rises up. Michael Oris with 1.4 seconds remaining. They get the victory last night. They'll play tonight for the Summit League Championship against Omaha. Mm -hmm. And they have a, what, a winning record by one game now? I think I saw that. They were like... uh... 18 and 17, something like that. Look, it's it's Ott's first year there, and they were a deplorable team, and here they are now playing for the title. And, and they have an NBA player on their team. Yeah, they do. That see, Mike Dom. Dom, yes, Dom. 6'9", can fill it up from yeah, the outside. He He's had a couple of 40-point games. Yeah. He's really good. Not he a is. whole lot around him. No. Not no. a whole lot but around But when you him. got one stud in a league like that, you got a shot every night. So I was watching that game last night because I'm weird and I had money on it. Well, that's and... why you were watching it. <laughs> and uh, look out there, a little point guard running around for the Coyotes. Did he look like you? No, no, oh. no, no, not at all. Okay. Uh, completely different. <laughs> a guy by the name of Trey Dickerson. Do you remember that name? I do remember that name. Yes, he was uh, an Iowa guy. He was. See, came in. I might be old, but the mind is still sharp. Came in. Everybody thought, "Oh, look at this guy! Yeah, big numbers at the JUCO level." Yeah. And 
just didn't translate. That's where he ended up, South Dakota. Wow. And did a pretty good job with him this uh-huh. year. But uh, losing effort as a top seed, Coyotes go down. Wow. Unbelievable. Let's continue on. You talked about it. Iona Sienna yeah. last night. The Gales are in the tournament on this land. And his career. 15 on the shot clock. To the bucket goes E.J. Crawford, the freshman. So Iona is a team that I despise. You know why? I can hardly wait to hear this. It's not because of uh, what, Jeff Rutledge. Tim, Tim, Tim Welch coached no, them? No, not okay. that. Yeah. Was it Jeff Rutledge who played in the NBA? That was yes. a big guy for him back yeah. in the no, no, Jeff Rulin. Rulin, there Jeff you go. Rulin. And I called his games. It wasn't Jim Valvano. I but don't have any hatred before, of Jimmy Before he B. got the NC State? No, none of that. Okay. It's because every single time I'm looking at the crawl <laughs> or pairings are coming out for the NCAA tournament, I see Iona. I- no, it's Iona. <laughs> Throws me off every time. The difference between the N and the W yes. gets me. So, Hawkeye, you got to have your eyes checked. Prepare yourself on Sunday evening yes. as you're waiting for the Hawkeyes to see if they get in. And you see it pop up, and they're a 14 seed. Well, they got in, but what the hell? No, that's Iona. That's Iona. Because I've done it before. <laughs> It'll happen again. I wish again. I was around you when that took place. I would have loved to have seen that. Get you every time. Get I would have loved time. to have seen you Stupid react Iota. like that. Stupid Iona. <laughs> Stupid Trent. Stupid Trent. Here is a team that you might want to uh, keep an eye on for your bracket. Yes. UNC Wilmington. Wilmington, the Seahawks. Very good program. They are good. Remember when they played back in the early 2000s against Maryland? No. Does this jump out? No, it doesn't jump to a me. A buzzer beater at the horn. Kid from Maryland hit it in the corner, fading away, and then ran into the locker room afterwards. Oh, I do remember that, that now. That was against was, UNC was that, Wilmington. Was that the year that Maryland then, with Gary Williams as coach, won the title? No, no. I believe it was either the year prior or the okay. year after. Okay. Yep. I don't believe All it right. was the same season. Could be wrong. We'll okay. check it. Okay. But, uh, yeah, UNC Wilmington, good program. There's a kid from Iowa that actually played on that team way back then against Maryland. Uh, from Cascade, I believe, a big kid with the last name Callahan. But UNC Wilmington's been pretty good, yeah. really good late, lately. Kevin Keats is a guy. He's, he's going to get a, a new gig. You would think so. Yeah, would, he, there's yes. going to be a lot of people after him. Some people say maybe NC State yeah. is his destination. Here it is. The Seahawks are going dancing. The dream comes true again for UNCW. The Seahawks soar to the 2017 Colonial Athletic Association Tournament Championship. They're going to the NCAA tournament for the second year in a row. One more as we take a look back at last night in case you missed it, presented by Wolf Construction Roofing. The SoCon, Jimmy B. Okay. East Tennessee, that was a really good game. It was a good game. Back and forth. And they were playing that at UNC Asheville, too. Both those teams are good. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I was the, really they, impressed. One, one was like 25 and 4, mm-hmm. and the other one was like 26 and 3. Yeah, yeah. they were both really yeah, good. Yeah, they are. In the end, it goes to East Tennessee State. Caught by Dickey. Blocked away. The Bucks are back for the 10th time. East Tennessee State goes to the NCAA tournament. Jimmy P, why should we know East Tennessee State? I'm putting you on the hot seat here. Why should we know this team? Otto Porter played there. Otto Porter played at Georgetown. What in God's name are you talking about? I just thought I'd throw the name out and see if you knew that he played at Georgetown. You have no idea. Allen Iverson played at East Tennessee State. What are you talking about? I don't know. Refresh my memory. Why should we know East Tennessee State? East Tennessee State, A, Iowa played them in the NCAA tournament. When? 
1991. Oh, okay. Well, okay. All right. You, you work in this well, market. No, you you should know me. these things. Well, not at, back in 1991. I didn't do that far back research. Well, you should. Okay. You should. If you work in this market, you want to hang you know, with the big dogs. Do you know at 1927, the football team at Iowa went undefeated? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's actually 1922. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're off. I was on close. That one. You're off on. I that was one. close. It was in the 1920s. All right, so Iowa played them back in '91. But that's not the reason that you should know them. Okay. They pulled a big upset, Jimmy B. Who did East Tennessee State knock they off? They pulled a real big upset. Come on, Jimmy uh, B. In fact, who, it was a year later, 1992. 92? Come on, Jimmy they B. They didn't beat UNLV. No, no. They didn't beat Duke. They beat North Carolina. No, they beat Arizona. Oh. That was back in the days when loot was struggling oh, a lot. Oh, yeah. Lost okay. to Santa Clara. Yeah. Lost that one. Yeah. There was a lot of negativity around yeah. Luke before finally breaking there, through in 97. There, you're right. There was. And Correct. one of those teams okay. was East Tennessee, Tennessee State. State. So I remember Arizona getting beat by Santa Clara. Led by Mr. Jennings. First Mr. name Mr. Last name Jennings. Jennings. That's, I forgot all about him. Uh, Jimmy B. Me in the refresh, NCAA tournament. Refresh my memory. That's, that's good, pal. That's what I'm working I'll, to do. I've never, I've never, I've never really remembered Mr. Jennings. But you're right. As soon as you said that, that's his first name, Mister. Mister. Yeah. Yeah. M I S T E R. Right. You got it. Yeah, Mister. Yep. See. And they'll be back, and they look good. I mean, yeah. for yeah, if you're looking for that 14 seed. You're yeah. looking maybe for a 13 seed. And East Tennessee's there. That could you be juicy. Might. They were good. Yeah, yeah. I was really impressed by yeah, them last Yeah, I night. like the way they play. We finish up here with the case you missed it with one more. This over to the football side of things. Chad Greenway today announcing mm-hmm. his retirement. And uh, a good talk from Greenway about his years, 11 years with the Vikings. You know, I think um, it's so hard to encapsulate it all with one memory. You know, I think, you know, when people look back at our 2009 season, 2010 game in New Orleans, when we played down there and lost in the title game. Um, you know, I don't look at that as a negative. We lost the game, the score, we didn't score enough points, but the reality is, is that was the peak of my career, now that you look at it from a game standpoint. Um, playing in that game, being a part of that game, and um, and being such a great game was an incredible memory. Um, winning the playoff game the week before was an incredible memory. But, you know, the best memories, the ones you'll remember forever, um, they won't be the tackles. Um, you know, they won't be any of the interceptions or plays. It'll be, you know rooming with Lieber for five years and um, and spending time with the guys and, and having those friendships that grow over time and become more than just teammates. And I think that's something that, you know, you can't ever, you know, equate. Great guy. Yeah. And and that's where you always start with Chad Greenway, as good of a player as he was. He was a terrific player. He was, is a better person. Yeah. And anybody in Minnesota will tell you that. Mm-hmm. Anybody in Iowa City will tell you that. What a great guy he was. He saw the accolades. A lot of people on Twitter last night giving him a shout-out and all through right. yesterday. People that played with him, people that played against him. Just a wonderful guy that's given back to the community so much. I agree. Throughout his years up there, still in Iowa doing great things. In South Dakota, where he's from, a guy that played nine-man football Yeah, over in South Dakota. Wasn't heavily regarded, but, boy, he came in, hurt his knee early in his career, and by the time he was a sophomore, he was out there. He him was, and Abdul Hodge. They, they were he, unbelievable. Greenway was a stud, mm-hmm. absolute stud.
Uh, quick break. When we come back, Alex Halstead will join us. Uh, 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert. We'll dive into the Big 12 tournament and, in particular, the big matchup between Oklahoma State and Iowa State. It's the Big Talker 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roof, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Is Bill doing the running man? Yep. Bill just switched to Cricket Wireless, and he's really feeling this whole free phone thing. Um, huh? He got a free Samsung Galaxy Amp 2 when he switched on a plan that's only $30 a month. Oh, is that the... The cha-cha? Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Shake those hips, Bill! Cricket Wireless. Something to smile about. Limited time offer while supplies last. Requires number ported and activation of eligible service. Minimum $30 per month. First month service charge. Due with sale. Tax may apply. Fees and restrictions apply. Coverage not available everywhere. $30 per month plan. Not eligible for auto pay credit or group safe discount. Grammy-nominated Joe Bonamassa, hailed as one of the world's greatest guitar players. Blues rock titan Joe Bonamassa, live in concert on Thursday, March 9th at the Des Moines Civic Center. Tickets on sale now at the venue box office and at DesMoinesPerformingArts.org. Joe Bonamassa, don't miss your chance to experience the guitar event of the year. Stop in and save big on all your project needs. Now during Menard's Made in the USA sale. Check out our entire selection of Smart Electrician Pro Extension Cords. All made in the USA. Pick up a 12-gauge, 50-foot contractor-grade extension cord. It has a lighted end to show the power is on. Right now it's on sale for $34.99. Find these and other big savings during Menard's Made in the USA sale. Save big money at Menard's. I'm Mary Neubauer with the Iowa Lottery. We're asking folks right now to have an important conversation. And I'm Eric Preuss with the Iowa Department of Public Health. This is National Problem Gambling Awareness Month, and part of your conversation can focus on the help that's available all across Iowa for problem gambling. It's simple to learn more. Visit 1-800-BETS-OFF.org or call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Help is available anytime, and it's free and confidential. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 
Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment non-return and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700K BGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back in. We roll till 3 o'clock. Always fun when we get Alex Halstead on the show. He's got nothing else better to do. He might as well talk. He's heading for Kansas City after he's done talking with us. He's got a lot better to do. I guess you're right. But he gives us some time, and that's always a good thing. Thanks, Alex. Power and Light District, Alex. Power and Light District. How are you, pal? I'm doing good. Just, like I said, getting... Ready to go to Kansas City, and then it should start a couple busy weeks here for Iowa State basketball. That'll be good. Alex comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Let's start with the matchup. For a basketball fan like myself, to me, this is a sensational matchup with Oklahoma State. I'm assuming if you're a Cyclone fan, you didn't want any part of the Cowboys. Yeah, that's that's probably accurate. You know, when you look at the first games that anybody's going to play in in the Big Twelve tournament this week, uh, Oklahoma State, Iowa State's definitely the top game there. You know, just when you look across the board, and uh, it's been competitive. You know, series this year. Obviously, I I think Iowa State won the first one by ten points, but it seemed a lot closer than that. And Iowa State did some unusual things with its defense to throw them off. And then this last game was you know a, a really good game to watch for, like you said, a casual basketball fan. It was. Both teams are efficient. Iowa State wins by 386-83, but um, going to be a great matchup between Monte Morris and Jawan Evans, and then you look at even Phil Forte or Carroll for mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, and Iowa State's got to match that with Matt Thomas and Naz Mitrivong. So a lot of really good shooting in this game, and like you said, Iowa State fans probably would have rather gotten a Kansas State or something like that, but um, they got to you know try to try to go through this difficult road if they want to kind of navigate their way to the, either the semifinals or the finals in Kansas City. Right now, they're at a six seed. That's the projection. Uh, if they were to lose this game, do you see them dropping to seven, or do you still think they maintain the six? I think it's possible because I think you know when you go into this game, Iowa State. Most people have them, you know, pretty solidly as a as a six. The only person that doesn't have them as a six is Jerry Palm at CBS, and so you know the six seed line. I think if they win this, they're for sure a six seed or or better. They're no worse than a six. I think you right. know probably if they beat this game because it's another top fifty RPI team, um, a team that's actually in the mid thirties, and you could use other metrics like BPI or Ken Palm, and they're uh, right up there as well. So if you win it, it gives you another solid win. And I think it kind of cements you. But if you lose it, I think they could still be a six if they if they lose it. But I think it depends what happens with other teams right around them on the seven or six line because. You know, Wisconsin and St. Mary's and Minnesota, uh, Oklahoma State, those four teams are all kind of right around Iowa State. 
when you look at most people's projections. And so, you know, they could lose and still stay there, but they could lose and those teams could have runs and maybe get passed up. So you know, I think they're in good footing for a six or seven at worst, uh, depending what happens Thursday. Alex Halstead joining us here on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Alex, uh, you know, you talk about matchups in Oklahoma State. It's a difficult one. Great game played up there on senior night uh, against Oklahoma State. All four senior starters played incredibly well in that game. But in a way, getting on the top half of the bracket, yeah, with the win, you're more than likely going to get Kansas. But the struggles that we saw with Iowa State this year against West Virginia, Baylor and the matchup problems that they pose with that big front line, Maybe in the grand scheme of things, uh, it's not as bad as maybe it normally would be here to be on the top half of the bracket. Yeah, that's a question I've seen some people wonder, you know, even dating back to, you know, just a few days ago on Friday when they lost to West Virginia. Is this a better matchup if they can win that first game with Kansas than mm-hmm. playing, say, West Virginia again, or even a Baylor team that they don't, they've beaten, but they don't necessarily always match up well against because of that size and, um, and what Baylor does on the offensive glass. So I think that that is, you know, true. I think, you know, they match up well with Kansas just from a size standpoint. They do a lot of the, the same things. You know, Kansas goes a lot of four guard and that sort of thing. So um, you get Landon Lucas in foul trouble and that kind of takes out their big. So, you know, I think that's true. Iowa State's beat them. I think Kansas is beatable, even though they're a for sure one seed. They're probably in the, ca- the conversation right now for the top seed in the whole tournament. You know, but Iowa State's proven they can beat them at Allen Fieldhouse. And I think it'd be a game that could be tight again and come down to the last few plays. And that's probably all you can ask for. And uh, whereas West Virginia, you know, kind of wore them down um, and does some of those things. I think Iowa State could beat West Virginia, but it's just kind of been a struggle for them this year unless you're really, really shooting well. And we saw Iowa State didn't shoot well in the second half, and that kind of doomed them in Morgantown. So I think it is a good road. It's just it's uh, just difficult that you have to kind of start with Oklahoma State, who arguably with Iowa State is the hottest team right now in the conference. Alex Halstead is our guest on the Draft Toss 50 hotline. Uh, take me to Baylor and K-State. Right now, the locks are Kansas, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, West Virginia, Baylor. If K-State were to upset Baylor and move into the semifinals, do you think that would be enough to get them in as well? Or would they have to win again in the semifinals, do you think? I think they'd probably feel more comfortable if they won. If they won both, they for sure be in. But I think if they beat Baylor, they're probably in. You know, when you look at where they're at right now on most people's, you know, brackets, they're right on the bubble as one of those first two, three teams out. Mm-hmm. You know, if you beat Baylor, I know a lot of people don't want to use the RPI as much, and I think the NCAA committee is going away from the RPI a little bit more and more and trying to use a lot of different metrics. But they still do rely on the RPI, maybe over rely on it. But Baylor's, I think, number five or six in the RPI. So it would give them that type of win, um, you know, another, you know, another win to their total plus uh, just a big win. And then they would play, you know, probably West Virginia right. and get a shot. And if they lost, it'd still be another tough game on their strength of schedule and that sort of thing. So I would have to think if they won that, they're probably in. But you know, I guess it depends what happens with teams around them on the bubble. But if they won too, I think they're they're obviously for sure. And okay. Alex, uh, 11 o'clock, 11.30 tip-off, excuse me, on Thursday morning. They haven't played a game this early since back when they were down in Orlando playing uh, in that tournament where they ultimately lost to Gonzaga in the finals. But an early start time, is that something you think will be a conversation piece and, and getting the body clock ready? I mean, you just look, even in the Big 12 play, they didn't have those early starts that they did in past years. I believe the earliest one they had was on a Saturday at like 1 o'clock. So mm-hmm. is that something you think that Coach Prohm's going to be working with and, and come together mm-hmm. with the staff with a plan, getting them ready right away? 
Yeah, something you always wonder about, like you said, the body clock and just kind of being being ready. I think they've played this early in Kansas City since I think this is my fifth year covering it uh, this year, and maybe the first year I covered it, they were that 11.30 a.m. game, and they won it. But like you said, they obviously had 11.30, 11.30, 11 a.m. game, whatever it was, in Louisville in the NCAA tournament when they lost to UAB, and that's probably not necessarily why they lost that game. But you always kind of wonder how different start times affect them, especially when Iowa State's used to playing at 7 and a lot of times 8 o'clock at night now playing in the morning. But uh, I guess both teams have to deal with it, and I think it's probably something you try to make sure you – draw on experiences from the past. I think those tournaments that you play in the non-conference, I think a lot of coaches say, help you for different reasons. One of them could be this, but another one is playing back-to-back days and trying to prepare your team to um, quickly learn a scouting report if you do win that first game. I think Chris Beard from Texas Tech talked about that the other day as well. So a couple of those things that you you get out of the non-conference end up helping you this time of year, and I think Prome and the staff probably will draw on some of those things from you know, back in Florida to try to get their team ready for an early morning game here. But I guess the positive is that Iowa State's got, you know, four seniors who've played in those morning games. Well, at least we don't have to listen to the uh, newspaper writers worry about their deadline. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I never have deadlines with my – I just get things up as soon as possible with the Internet. Yeah, I know. I know those guys are always screaming, the game's going past my deadline. It's pretty funny. I get a kick out of them. Uh, the thing that I'm curious about, with Kansas being the not only just the number one seed in the Big 12, but number one overall, do they win this thing, or do you think they could be bounced by, say, Iowa State if Iowa State gets past Oklahoma State, or by Baylor if Baylor or West Virginia were to make it to the final? Yeah, I think they. I think they could be uh, beat. You know, I think they're obviously the favorite going into it, especially sure. if. If, say, Iowa State gets bounced, you know, it, you know, in the first game they don't play them in the semifinals, I think it helps them more because um, really the two fan bases that really travel there are Kansas and Iowa State. And if once Iowa State's out, if that, if that happens in that first game, then all of a sudden it just creates more and more of a home court advantage for them at the Sprint Center, you know, just as much as Iowa State would probably like to have Kansas get knocked out, even though that's probably not going to happen that first game. But, you know, I think they're definitely the favorite. But, you know, when you look at this tournament, I, I think most people would agree that Anybody in the top five could probably win it, and you wouldn't be totally shocked. But anybody, Kansas State or below, you would probably be pretty surprised about. You know, Oklahoma State's played so well that if they did somehow win it, you wouldn't be overly shocked. And then, obviously, you know, Iowa State, Baylor, West Virginia, you know, could do it. I think West Virginia, obviously, um, is one of the two teams in the conference, them and Iowa State, that have beaten uh, Kansas this year. And West Virginia almost beat them again at Allen Fieldhouse and had that that huge meltdown. So they're obviously capable of doing it. Iowa State's been capable. And, you know, Baylor's a good team, even though that they struggled a little bit more in recent weeks. So I think, you know, really anybody in the top five could win it, but I think, you know, Kansas is definitely the favorite, especially, you know, if they've got that home court advantage going into the finals. Alex, I posed this question to Jim yesterday and love to get your thoughts on Baylor and West Virginia, two contrasting styles, played two completely different ways, but we know two excellent teams. Who's the team, without knowing what the bracket's going to look like, that you like the most to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament? Is the Mountaineers or is it Baylor for you? I think I'd probably go with Baylor just because I think I've seen that it's all about matchups when you get to especially a team like West Virginia. You know, they lost last year to um, Stephen F. Austin, and it's hard to say, you know, just like Iowa State lost to UAB, it's hard to say the exact reason that that high of a seed loses to a seed like that. But, you know, West Virginia, you know, when you get to the tournament, games are typically called differently, it seems like. Um, you know, and their style is really 
you know, it's really dependent on matchups and that sort of thing. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, I'd probably go with, with Baylor for that reason, especially just the bigs that they have and other teams having to guard a guy like Jonathan Motley and then have another seven-footer next to him. Um, I would probably go with Baylor to make the deeper run. But, you know, West Virginia is definitely capable as long as they get favorable matchups. And last year they faced a team like Stephen F. Austin who ran a very similar style with Underwood, a, a tough right. defense yep. as Stephen F. Austin, and, and they got beat. So I guess it's true of any team. you got to get favorable matchups. That's but, you know, I think Baylor can overcome some more of that. Yeah, Trent and I talk about it's all about the matchups once you get into the into the dance. I, I wanted to ask you this. Do you think when you were talking about Baylor, do you think Drew is the coach there after the NCAA tournament is over? Will he be the coach of Baylor next year? It's interesting because, you know, Fran Priscilla obviously you know, called to speak to him a lot, and he was, I was watching – the Baylor Texas game on Saturday because implications out that at the time had implications Iowa State of if Texas somehow came up with a stunning upset and he was talking about that how you know they better soon decide to you know pay him you know make sure he stays because there's going to be a lot of schools that maybe come after him um, you know he's been there for so long and had some success I would think he would stay but he also has some leverage to make sure he gets paid and gets a a lengthy deal so I, I would they have a new AD I think and obviously I think. He's one coach you'd want to keep and have some stability there, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if other schools do make a run at him. But I would think he would stay, but you never really know you know, if a school comes and makes a strong push. Yeah, very interesting down there with everything going on. Scott Drew, two Elite Eights, another Sweet 16 to his resume, and what he took over as a program and what he's built. Uh, I think there's a, a lot of uh, programs from the NC States to the Indianas and, and on and on and on that yes. be looking at a guy like Scott Drew. Uh, what else in the Big 12 is going to be happening here coaching-wise? A lot of new coaches in there. Doesn't appear to be a whole lot of moving parts. I guess the only question outside of Scott Drew jumping to another job would be at Kansas State. Is it as simple for Bruce Weber as getting to the NCAA tournament beating Baylor here in the uh, quarterfinals and getting in? Is it as simple as if he does that, he keeps his job? Or is there a chance he comes back even without an NCAA tournament bid? Yeah, that's kind of really the one job you look at in the Big 12 that, you know, could open. You know, obviously, you know, in Oklahoma State and Texas Tech and some of those schools got just got new coaches. You know, someone like Prohm's obviously very safe and Huggins, you know, and the Krugers, you got those veteran guys. But the one that everyone kind of looks at is Kansas state. And it's been interesting because obviously they just, their AD just left for Tennessee. And so uh, right now there's got an interim who could make a decision. He says he's going to wait till after the season to decide, but then if they hire an AD, if you don't hire an AD till late, do you have time to get a coach before next season or do you have to give Bruce Weber another year? And mm-hmm. I think it's also interesting because it seems like some fans at this point are just rooting against their own team because they want a new coach. And so it's kind of just a weird position, I think for Kansas state to be in, but you know, if he makes the tournament, um, He's got to you know, stay, right? Yeah. You would, yeah, you would think, but if they bring in a new AD who wants to bring in his own coach, it's, it's hard to say for sure. But, you know, they, they probably outplay their expectations. It's just the fact that they really struggled in those last couple of weeks and, you know, went from being what most people thought was a sure tournament team to just outside of it on the bubble. So it's just kind of that those few weeks kind of all of a sudden soured people. But for a while there, you know, they were picked, they were picked low and he was really overachieving. So it would be interesting to see what happened. But if they beat Baylor and say this week and get to the tournament, you would think maybe he gets at least another year. Who's going? Who's going to get Coach of the Year for national? No, no, not national. No, Big Twelve. Well, I guess you know the the coaches pick self, which I guess is 
um, you know, makes sense just because he went 16 and two and what people, right. you know, call either the toughest or for sure second toughest, as you say, the ACC is tougher. So one of the top two conferences and he, you know, won the league by four games in that, that league. So he was that pick and um, he's now up for national coach too. So that'll be interesting too. But, um, you know, you know, you could probably make some cases even behind him for maybe second place. I think he was kind of the obvious choice, but what Brad Underwood was able to do and turn them around, you know. What about Jamie um, Dixon at TCU? Yeah, and him too. I mean, I think they won what six, six, six twelve games, and yeah, and, you know, Trent Johnson. How many did he win combined when yeah, he was there? Exactly. You know, so you know, they're really on the rise, and they had a few tough weeks to end it too. You know, a one point loss to West Virginia, then a one or two point loss to. Oklahoma, if you win those games, they're in the tournament. So uh, what he did, what Underwood did, I think we're both pretty impressive this year. Good stuff, Alex. Well, safe travels down to Kansas City. I know you're going to be there with a lot of other Cyclones that will be uh, packing that building for the early session Thursday. Looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun. Be good, Alex. We'll talk again soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. See you, Alex. Safe travels, pal. Make sure you listen to us on the road. Oh, yeah, there you go. You know, you catch yeah. us, what, almost all the way to the border. The signal blasts it out. Does. It does. 1,700. Yeah. It does yeah. uh, a good job of a big landscape. Uh, speaking of blasting, we're going to blast for a commercial break, and then we're coming right back, right here on the Big Talker, 1,700. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Trey Condon here, and I want to tell you about our great friends at Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. If you're looking for basketball, you're not going to find a better place in the metro than Draft House 50. Big screen TVs across the bar, sound on for the local games, and great brews to go along with it. Don't forget about the food. Classic bar food with an upscale style and a tap system like you've never seen before. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Howdy, folks. KFC's Colonel Sanders here. You have someone in your life you want to get KFC's new $10 chicken share with? It could be a friend, more than a friend, or even a spouse. It's okay. Be brave. Go ahead and say, I want to get a $10 chicken share from KFC and share chicken with you. It's who you are. Don't be ashamed. Just head to a KFC and share nine extra crispy tenders, six pieces of original recipe, a lot of popcorn nuggets, or 12 hot wings. And don't be afraid to be who you are. KFC, it's finger-licking good. Limited time offer. Participating KFCs. Prices may vary. Tax and substitutions extra. Hot wings not available to all locations. You can't see me because of radio, and I can't see you because I'm totally blind. My blindness doesn't hold me back, but I fight to stay awake during the day because I'm not sleeping through the night. I often struggle to concentrate and just keep up. Sound familiar? You're not alone. But this is not a sleep disorder. It's actually non-24. Learn more about the link between total blindness and your symptoms. Visit LearnMore924.com today or call 844-368-2424. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on Man vs. Train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top. 
You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Get another great sweet deal at 1700kbgg.com Friday morning at 9 a.m. to Cute Smokehouse. Cute Smokehouse was the winner of TLC's Barbecue Pitmasters Season 2. You can get $50 worth of delicious Cute Smokehouse food for only $25. They have an updated menu with daily specials and made-from-scratch sides and fabulous desserts. Eat in, take it home, or get it catered. Cute Smokehouse. Get here early because when it's gone, it's gone. The sweet deal happens Friday morning, 9 a.m. 1700kbgg.com the Spot West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spot West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spot West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa West Glen. And the Spa West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoine.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B., and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody, welcome back. We continue to roll all the way until 3 this afternoon. Uh, look, this is a, a situation for the Toop Tournament. As Trent went and made his taco and now is just walking back in, your mic's hot, pal. I took care of you. I know how to make it work. Look at you. Su- surprising, isn't it? It is. But I had to get off the high stool that I'm sitting on and run over there. and then, But I didn't trip. That's I, good. I used my walker. And I was uh, fine. So I was proud that I made it over there. Uh, what do you got there? The be- the burrito? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. All right, good stuff. Uh, I was just going to uh, jump in here uh, about the Big 12 and the conversation that we had with Alex Halstead. This is this is going to – look, you and I are we, – we love college hoop. Yes. Both of us do. But do you really, really love tournament basketball? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Okay. I, I because, do. Because I hear some fans now say, I wish we didn't have those tournaments. I wish they would play like 
two or three more games, something like that. Well, the Big 12, you've already played everybody twice. Yeah, I know. That's Going to play a team a third yeah. time? I mean, uh, yeah. I, uh, I guess I could understand it more maybe from a Big 10 perspective. Instead of that, making it an 18 up to a 20-game schedule. Right. And you, you get some no, more double plays in there. But, no, it's fun. It's, I love the tournaments. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I, I don't have a problem with it. I, I can understand it. We've talked about this yep. you know, at some of the lower levels. Sure. Not liking it. But, yeah, here, absolutely. And yeah. What's more compelling for you this weekend, the Big 10 or the Big 12? Because you got the Big 12 where five teams are in. Yes. Regardless we, we, of what happens. Yeah, we know that. One bubble team really in Kansas State. That's it. That's it. And they have to beat Baylor to have a chance. But, you know, Kansas, they get beat even by, say, Oki State or Iowa State in the semis. Mm-hmm. They're still probably going to be a number one seed. Yeah. You know, Baylor, West Virginia, they're going to be you know, in that Baylor two range, three or four, four for West yeah, Virginia. Yeah. Iowa State and Oki State are six. Seven. I mean, there's just, in the grand scheme of things, the Big 12 doesn't mean much this year. No, it, it doesn't. Where on the Big uh, 10. It, it means almost everything. Well, look. In for the Big Purdue, 10, it's about per, per, getting to a top four seed. There you go. Being a protected seed and getting be able to play that's, close to home. That's it. You know, for Minnesota, Wisconsin, Maryland, all those teams trying to they're maybe in. move up to the five line. Yeah, they're in. But then you got bubble team. Michigan State. And Michigan. Well, N- Michigan State, if they get beat. Yeah. You think they're out? I don't think they will be because it is Michigan State. They okay. have the name brand. But they'll be they'll have fourteen losses. Yeah, fourteen losses. Yeah, including a loss here against either Penn State or Nebraska. Right. to finish it up. Michigan, Illinois. I mean, the winner of that one, Michigan. I think is fine even with the lost Illinois. Do Illinois. You really, you really think so? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you look at their resume. I think it's solid enough that they're going to be fine. All right. But Indiana, can they get hot with all that talent? Iowa still trying to play themselves in. Northwestern try to solidify look, themselves. Indiana got hot last year, and look what happened yeah. to them. They ended up here. Yeah. Well, they got hot during the whole conference Yeah, play. they did. And won the league outright. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it was it was good stuff then. So, yeah, I, I think, to me, the Big Ten this year is more compelling than the Big 12. I think you're right just because we know that the five teams are already in. Right. And, and it's still kind of... Uh, dicey for how many Big Ten schools get in. All right, quick break. We're coming right back. Jimmy B and TC, the Big Talker, 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the spa at West Glen. 
The weather's warming up and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Another target run receipt reading. So, how we do? Oh, Chobani yogurt at 10 for $9. You know what that means? 10 perfect moments of bliss. That is, if Johnny doesn't steal all the strawberry again. And $5.89 for dial hand soap? The refill size? <laughs> wow, clean up and aisle me. I mean, I feel like I just won shopping. You've got good vibes, little receipt, and I'm keeping you in my pocket everywhere I go. Get your receipt reading savings at Target. Pricing may vary. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, I have my own business, so I wear lots of hats. Now I'm wearing my office manager hat because I need supplies. Well, Staples has everything you need. Now I'm putting on my CFO hat because I can't overspend. Well, right now, HP OfficeJet Pro 6968 printers are only $99.99. All my hats and I would like to thank you. They are welcome. Staples, everything you need for business at great prices. And now get an HP OfficeJet Pro 6968 printer for only $99.99. Valid on SKU 2256781 and 311.17. Don't miss this amazing limited-time offer from Sprint. Switch and get four lines of unlimited data talk and text, plus HD video and 10 gigabytes of mobile hotspot, all for just $22.50 per month per line for four lines. Just $22.50 per line. That's 50% off Verizon and AT&T rates. And don't forget, Sprint's network reliability is within 1% of Verizon and AT&T. So... Why would you pay twice as much for your unlimited plan? Hurry in for the best unlimited plan ever. Visit Sprint.com unlimited or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. After 331 dollars $60 for line $1, $40 line 2 and $30 lines 3 through 4 per month. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming and premium content. Streams video up to HD 1080p. Music up to 1.5 megabits per second and gaming up to 8 megabits per second. Credit $30 activation fee. Prohibited network use rules. Data deprioritization and restrictions apply.